Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Run for the Song Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is another episode of Drum for the Song podcast. I am your host, Dane Campbell. And today's guest, we've got Alex Thistlethwaite from the fantastic British rock band Massive Wagons. How's it going, Alex? I'm very good, mate. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Cheers. I've had a, I've had a busy day. We've had a, a full day in the, in the practice room in, at the unit, uh, uh, for getting ready for the tour next week. So, it's been a long day of messing about with stuff, reskinning the kit and been to the music shop, spent a fortune and got loads of bits that I needed. It's been, it's been ace. I'm absolutely knackered though. It's been one of them just long, long drawn out days, if you know what I mean. I was up yeah. at five o'clock this morning for my normal job. Oh. So I got up at five to, yeah, because I was down here for 10. So I had to get half a day's work in uh, oh. before I came down here. So. And yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought I thought I had a hard day, so uh, I apologise <laughs> for moaning about that in the in the in the call before. But um, no, nah, mate, no, it's, it, I know where I would. Yeah, you know what. Travelling, like. travelling, in, travelling in a van, mate. Yeah, I'd pick my bed any day, even if it's just a few hours sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's cool. Um, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Like, I, I'm I'm currently working another job as well at the moment. COVID didn't help, but um, yeah, it's so, so hard being in a band these days. People think you're headlining festivals, you're playing, you know, hundreds of people a night doing headline shows, and people don't realize that you know half half these people have got other jobs as well. And that's the realistic the realism of the industry today, unfortunately, isn't it? And yeah, it's, it, yeah, yeah. I was, having, I was having the same conversation at the weekend. People like, oh, what you know, it must be amazing doing this. I'm like, well, it is, yeah, but we work Monday to Friday, you know. Booked Friday off to come here, and then you know down here for the weekend. I'm not not complaining, like, but it's uh, yeah. You know, the reality, the perception of people's uh, reality as a musician in uh, 2021 in a rock band, anyway. Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre. It's, uh, it's bizarre. Yeah, it would have been nice back in the 70s. I think we'd uh, I think we'd both be sat in a, well, a nice little mansion or something now with, with a little yeah. pool and uh, possibly. Yeah, just yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it, it all comes down to the fact that, you know, obviously record sales are a lot slower. I know, I know you, you know, you've done really well. We'll talk about that in a little while because you've, you've charted and stuff, which is fantastic. But like compared to the seventies, um, yeah. And, you know, being in a, like a, a relatively well known rock band playing maybe, maybe shows and festivals like we are doing together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like to think that like my band and your band, I, like at a similar kind of st- like stage in terms of like the kind of venues and, and slots we play on festivals. So it is quite cool to speak to you actually, um, to see how, how, you know, how different and how similar, you know, our careers are at the moment. Cause, um, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people kind of put us in that boat. And for anyone that is listening, that there's, there's like a, is it a genre that they call it new wave of classic rock? Um, it's something that kind of developed over the last 10 years or so. And uh, Massive Wagons are a big part of that. And I think a lot of people consider my band to be a part of that now. I know we haven't been around as long as you have. Because you, I, I know you, you guys have been around for about over 10 years, right? Maybe We've 12? been going to, to you know, 2009. So, yeah, 
So yeah, wow. twelve years. Yeah, that's uh, God, that's that's crazy thinking about that. Yeah, because people ask me how long you've been going. I'm like, oh, I've been going five years. I'm like, no, we haven't. It's not, <laughs> it's not five years anymore. Bloody hell! It's, it's a long time, isn't it? I know. It's a long time. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's mad. Because yeah, yeah, got, I yeah. Go on. So, yeah, it was, two, it was two, 2000 and 2000 and because I left, I, I moved down to Portsmouth for a year uh, right. to do an apprenticeship, and then I came back, and um, it was my first week back, and my brothers said um the drummer out of the wagons has left do you want to do a gig on saturday i think this was like the sunday before and i played drums when i was a kid but i hadn't picked up a set of sticks and played for like i don't know i was 16 at the time 17 and probably not played since i was about 13. give wow. me 20 songs to learn and then it was just like back straight into it so yeah just playing covers but uh that's oh, so how you, i got into it so were you were you called massive wagons then that's right. Yeah, yeah. So the band had been going for about nine months before I joined. They were called Massive Wagons. Um, oh, yeah, there's, a funny, added... there's a funny story there as well, isn't it, with the name? <laughs> there is. Yeah, yeah. Well, Barry, Barry, Barry used to be a truck driver, so uh, uh, we, we try not to we try not to tell that story to offend okay. to offend the yes, the, the, the people who may take offence. Uh, okay, we bit, don't have to. We don't have to. People can <laughs> Google. It. People can Google people, it if they want. I'm sure you'll find it out there. But yeah, we just with Barry was a truck driver, so that's the wagons. I work on the railways, wagons on the railway. Um but yes, I'll tell you, I'll tell you over a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Um but yeah, um so there's a different drummer and there's a different um different bass player originally. And we me and Bowser joined kind of at the same time. He joined about a month before me. Ah, right, okay. So but uh, yeah, the singer for anyone who's listening. Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. And then um We've been playing for playing as a cover band for like a couple of years, and then slowly started to introduce our own um, our own material in. And then, yeah, we kind of kind of packed the covers in up probably after about five years, something like that. And it's just been uh, original stuff sort of ever since. Yeah, that's Not great. Back, really, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. You've been plowing plowing on. You've is it five albums you've done? Yeah, well, that's right, mate. Yeah, five albums a, and a and an EP before that. And then, impressive. Uh, very impressive. Just about to, uh, well, we've written the, the Massive Wagon Six, so we're uh, just waiting for a date to get in to get in the studio to start getting that recorded. That's that's the next big uh, big objective for us after the tour: get the album, get the album recorded and and out there. Fantastic! That's amazing, man. So um, the the we'll talk about the new album. In, well, it's not new; it's a year old now, is it? Pretty much. But um, how House of Noise. Um, I've been listening to it a lot this week. Well, the last few weeks since we started chatting and since we played that show together in Como, which was another story, but that, that, that was, it was cool to finally get to see you because somehow we've never crossed paths. We've never been on the same bill until then. And it was really cool. I was, I was setting up my kit while you were on stage, which wasn't ideal, but it was cool because I could, I could watch from behind you. So I could kind of watch you playing from behind you, which is nice. It's nice to get that perspective. Um, but I was kind of concentrating on setting up my kit on a very uneven concrete, yes. <laughs> concrete. Um, I don't know what it was. It was a builder's yard, wasn't it? The venue was, was a on. place where they store the topsoil, wasn't it? We were in the topsoil compound. Was it? Oh my god! Yeah, but it, know, it was cool. Yeah. It was unique, and yeah, it was a it was a great gig. At the end of the day, the the, the crowd were great, and uh, fair play to the guys for putting it on. Uh, the guys at Route One booking. Um, yeah, fair play, and they they looked after us so well. The hospitality was amazing. So, 
yeah, that was the yard in, in Truro in Cornwall for anyone who kind of lives down that way. It's a new venue that they trialed a gig last year, uh, a band called King Creature. Jack, the drummer, has been on my show. Um, they did a socially distant show there last August, I believe it was. But that was, that was different because there was literally bubbles of people in squares. And I, I, I wasn't there for that, but they said it was pretty cool. But the show we did was kind of the first, well, free for all. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. No, no, no COVID in Cornwall. We think, (laughs) we think, um, my brother Tyler, who plays bass in the band, caught, caught COVID at that. You don't really know for sure, but he kind of tested positive later that week. It's quite likely he was there, unfortunately. So there was, there was something knocking about. (laughs) It was great though, wasn't it, mate? It was great, great, um, we had a we had a we had a really good day that day. Yeah. They were the top guys as well, weren't they? They're looking after you. Um, yes, yes. Jules, he's what a, what a legend. Yes. Uh, I, w- I won't want to mess with Jules though. My God, oh, he's nailed, isn't he? He's <laughs> absolutely nailed. But, Scary uh, man, but, but uh, no, absolute gentleman. Yeah, and he has uh, treated us really well. And it was yeah, it was a really good, really good gig. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. And um, no, it was cool. Finally, you hear the songs. That I, I wasn't as familiar with them at that point. I had, I did have a quick listen to the, the later, the latest album. So I did recognize some of them. And uh, you did the curry song, I think, didn't you? We did. Yes. <laughs> we did. Yeah. It? What's your favorite curry? Your, my you. favorite curry. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, well, I'm a bit weak with my curries. I, I, I'm picked like a Cassandra or a Coma. I'm okay. like, a, yeah, I don't really have, I don't, I, I like, I, I, I can tolerate some heat, but I'm such a, I'm such a funny when it comes to ordering curries. I just get the same one. I just okay, get like, yeah. a corner of a Sunday, yeah, yeah. I should, because every, t- every time I do try a hot, like a job, I had some of my brother's job raising a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely loved it, but I, I can't bring myself to, to order one. Because if I, I'm normally absolutely starving, and if it gets there and it's too hot, I'm like, oh, I've ruined. So I, I know what you mean, and I'm a, I am a curry lover myself. Anyone who knows me will know that. And I have converted people that have never tried curry or Indian before in their life. To and they they are now people that will try everything hot stuff and it's it's just it's getting you I guess heat wise and spice wise it's getting your taste buds kind of acclimatized and used to it and just kind of taking it a little bit a little step further and as long as, long as you're still enjoying the flavors that's good but yes sometimes you can risk ordering something you don't quite like it or it's too spicy or this particular restaurant perhaps classes a uh, like a bolty as medium and you know another place might do it as really spicy and it's like and then it puts people off so i know i know what you mean and there's, I no, in- there's no calibration on them them chilies that they put is there you know they're, they're <laughs> three chilies what, what is that three out of five three out of ten yeah i know three that's true like, i ordered there's some what one chili ones come sometimes it's been like oh my god i can't fucking eat this but Too that's a that creature of habit yeah that's uh, cool. total funny when it comes to uh, spicy ah, food. Fair enough. Well, you, I guess you didn't, <laughs> you know, you didn't write the lyrics of the song. I'm assuming it, the Baz wrote them and I'm assuming, yeah. I don't know how it works with the, your writing, but um, it's a funny song. And I, when I first heard it, I was like, it's quite funny because I, I, I was probably still in school at the time and I did, I wrote a song about curry and I put it on my MySpace page oh, yeah. back in the day. I don't think it's there anymore, unfortunately, because I think MySpace lost a lot of data a few years ago. Ah, right. And yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have the original file of it, but like I knew it was on MySpace. So I always used to listen to it on the MySpace page, but I, I'm pretty sure it's not there. And yeah, it was funny because, you know, that was, you know, me and the boys and 
after a gig sometimes or after a night out. And I used to work in a pub at the time. So we'd kind of finished, finish our shift in the pub. And it was like, curry, curry. And then like loads of us would go for a curry af- after our shift. And it just became a thing. I put on loads of weight and it was bad, really. But, <laughs> but I love it. You know, I love it. It's a good pastime of mine. So yeah, I'm glad, you know, it's nice to share it with. And, and the musical, you know, lightheartedness of it, I think is great. And it's just fun. And I think that's what I, lo- I love about your band is it's, it's, all the sounds fun and it, it just makes you feel happy. I know there are some of the slightly more serious songs and slightly darker tone and but in general, it's just, it's just a great album, and um, I I I ran to it the other day, and it was great for running. It was because it's all up tempo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes you feel good. So you know, I I quite like testing music out in that way. Um, does it does it keep me going? Am I thinking about it? You know, uh, do I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I want to go home yet, or I'm like I'm just enjoying the music and keep going? But um, it was my first one back after having covid so it didn't go that well but i blame that on the <laughs> the lack of fitness but the, the music kept my spirits up so thank you oh, <laughs> for being a part of that so let's go a little bit back i know you kind of mentioned that you hadn't played drums much before you kind of joined the band so when you played when you were younger like what had you done up to that point did you get lessons who were your biggest influences or what like music did you listen to back then so it was interesting yeah, so, to know. Yeah, so my my dad my dad's the, probably the, the biggest influence on rock music. Um, mad into his rock music, and from like a really early age, we were listening to Rainbow, uh, ah. Deep Purple, um, Rush, uh, Black Sabbath, all that kind of stuff. Status Quo, and I I absolutely loved it as well. Me and my brother, all of us did. We're, you know, rock music mad, and um, sort of earliest earliest memories of me playing stuff was with the pots and the pans we used to get the pots and the pans out the wooden spoons my <laughs> brother had got a guitar that was it so my bro- i was probably about six seven maybe and my brother's four years older than me so and he just got his first guitar and that kind of started it really so i was playing the pots and the pans jamming along to smoke on the water all that kind of stuff and then um i think it was about a year later um mum and dad got me a kit Oh, wow. And uh, I, had a, I had a few lessons, after, I think it was maybe about eight, nine, maybe something like that. Wow, well, really then, young. Really young, yeah, really yeah. young. And um, and then my, cause my brother had just started high school then. So, yeah, he was maybe in like year eight or something. And we started a band. So I was like nine and I was doing my first gig. Wow. At nine years old in um, in the high school. Did like a battle of the bands. We won it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So me and my brother, you know, I was like 10, you know, going into school the next day, telling everyone at primary school, like, I'd just done a gig and stuff. Um, so that was, you know, that was that's kind of how I got into into playing in bands. And then you go through that period in your, as you're growing up a bit, you want to do other stuff and you become a bit of a knob when you're in your early teenage years. And I kind of, <laughs> I kind of packed in from there. I was, you got to about 13 and I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it anymore. Um, so yeah, I just packed, I just packed in, packed the band that we were that we were playing with at the time, and um, never did anything, ever, anything until um, came back again. Wow! And that was yeah. So that so um, influence wise, Cozy Cozy Powell's like my uh, oh wow yeah 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 my top um, top influence. Um, Scott Travis, uh, Judas Priest. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, probably them. Neil Peart. Yeah. Um, 
John Bonham. I like John, love John Bonham's drumming. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was kind of it, really. Um, okay. Cozy pa- just keep uh, Bobby Rondinelli from Rainbow as well. Them, I'd say Cozy Powell, Bobby Rondinelli is what I base my sort of style on. Cool. Um, not that not that I'm any anything like their style, but I like to think, yeah, I listen to a lot of their drumming and yeah, copy I know. lots of bits from I, them. If you know, what I mean. yeah, I think I kind of like I can I can hear that now listening to like some of your fills and stuff you've done on on the materials. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. I I it's weird because I've never I obviously I was brought up listening to kind of the rock music as well, um. But like Rainbow was just one of those bands for some reason was never really expo- ex- exposed to. And when I've kind of gone back, I haven't heard a lot of the Cozy Powell recordings that he did. But a few people have told me that I play a bit like Cozy Powell. I'm like, well, that's interesting because I've never actively listened to, to his stuff. But I think I've probably been influenced by the people that were influenced by him. Yeah, definitely, With, mate. Like yeah, kind yeah. of like the maybe like the early '90s music that I was into, like kind of the grungy era, and you know Dave Grohl and your Taylor Hawkins and stuff. And yeah, that, yeah, I was kind of like influenced more by them, but I imagine they were well. I know some of those guys were listening to all the people you just mentioned. So yeah, it's, it is interesting yeah. how it all works, and it kind of comes out in in, in your playing. And I and another one is. um Brian Downey from Thin Lizzy. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Again, I knew, you know, I've, I've heard the, the big hits, Thin Lizzy. Never really listened to, I've listened to Live and Dangerous. I haven't really heard the, the albums in fairness. But apparently my dad's old drummer, Nicky D, was massively into him. And obviously I've been exposed to his drumming my whole, my whole life, pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. And one of my, I used to work in a music shop and one of my colleagues said, oh, I, you know, I can hear a lot of Brian Downey in your playing. I'm like, that's weird. It's probably because I, I, I'm influenced by Mickey from Motorhead, who's yeah, yeah. whose main influence is Brian Downey. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting how, how how it comes through sometimes. So it, yeah. I, I went to I've been to I've seen uh, Brian Downey a couple of times, and you know when like um, the drum is the main guy, you know, or the or the center thing, and. Don't get me wrong, I love drumming, but you know, you and you kind of a little bit like, oh, he must just be, you know, a, a very good drummer, and you know, but carrying the songs are sort of carrying it. Oh my god, it was incredible! I was absolutely blown away by how good he was. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so good, so good. It was. was that, uh, yeah. Was that quite recently, or was it or before, co- before COVID? Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Before, yeah. In the last yeah three years, something like that. I, but, I uh, saw him at a similar time then. We did a festival in France and he was on the same bill. So I got to watch him and I was like, wow, he still got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, Mickey, Mickey D though, oh my God, what a what a, an animal. He's just, a, he's just a machine, isn't he? Yeah, um, he, he is. He's great. And he's the energy he puts into it. And that's why I, that's what I like about kind of rock drummers is, you know, seeing the, the energy. And I, I guess I try my best. Um, it's a bit weird being not gig fit because even I did, I did two gigs on the trot on the weekend, but I was hard, you know, it was hard work. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like when I, you know, back in the day when we were on tour quite regularly, I, I used to find it re- relatively easy, you know, to get through a, an 80 minute set or whatever, but I, I was struggling. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah I, 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 get, I get you there, mate. I've, I've struggled this year. I've, I've been trying to get fit for uh, the gigs this year and it's, uh, 
it's gone it's gone well, but my God, Saturday just gone. I was I was in bits after the gig. I was absolutely destroyed. Really, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I need to get I need to get fit uh, for for the, well, kind of a bit late now, but the tour starts next week. So be, I think uh, you'd be fine. You've done <laughs> quite a, right, yeah. you've done quite a few shows, right? Since since the pandemic ended, is is it really ended? But you know, since gigs came back, you've done quite a few, haven't you? So yeah, we've done we've done a few now. Must have be getting on like nine or ten, something like that. So yeah, getting on. Wrists and hands are the main thing, and it? it's just the, the yeah. my lungs will my lungs will catch up. But yeah, wrists and hands are I'm yeah. feeling good. So. I think you'll notice as soon as you kind of do the first two, maybe three shows of the tour, and then you know you'll be fine. Then I think your body will be used yeah, to kind of doing yeah. it, doing it every night or whatever. So um, let's actually talk about the tour then, because I know a lot of my listeners are from the UK. They're from kind of all over the place. But um, for anyone that maybe knows about the band anyway or doesn't know about the band, obviously go listen to Massive Wagons right now. But you're playing. Quite an extensive UK tour, I would say. I think this is a pretty good set of dates. So from the 11th of September, you've got London, Sheffield, Nottingham, Southampton, Exeter, Birmingham, Manchester, Southend on Sea, Cardiff. We, I'll try and come to Cardiff, Newcastle, oh, yeah, Liver- Liverpool, and Glasgow. So that's that's pretty good tour. So um, you're obviously going to be promoting the album House of Noise, which came out during the pandemic, which was a bold move. We did the same. We did the same thing. We released one during all that crap, even though we could have held back and waited. But we decided to kind of go for it anyway. But you actually had an amazing chart position. You actually reached number eight. Is that correct? Number nine. Yeah. Number, number nine. nine was. Oh, number nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still, nice. <laughs> still top <laughs> ten. Yeah. Top top yeah, ten. Yeah. So top ten. Top ten UK album for a rock band is amazing. So congratulations. And thanks mate cheers yeah you know it is i know you've got a great fan base from like just just seeing like your posts on social media and stuff i i can tell you've got like such a great kind of hardcore like fan base and you know a lot of people when a lot of people are kind of respond and interact with you i think that's always a really good sign and um, yeah, yeah i'm sure they you know they were well behind you and you know wanted to support you but at the end of the day the songs are great and <laughs> the actual product is amazing so you know you know you're not going to get a top 10 album with a crap product product you so <laughs> pro- <laughs> pro- props to you there's a lot of curry uh curry marketing but yeah, yeah. no no we do, we do. As, as every band as every band will say you know we've got the best uh best fans ever but yeah now we, we've got some amazingly loyal fans it's just they're, in, they're absolutely incredible we love spending time with them um that's you know that's one of the best things about getting out there in it you know seeing the fans and chatting to the fans and yeah yeah they are amazing yeah a lot of the guys have been there from the start as well you know supporting us through the early stages as well and we're we're very loyal to that as as, as well and um just seems to be growing and growing and heading in the right direction picking up people along the way now which is you know the, the momentum's kind of getting going and we're picking up more and more as we go yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, that's obviously where everyone, every band's plan is really is to kind of grow the fan base. And, you know, you're doing the right things. You're playing the festivals. You, I know you've done some great support slots. So we might talk about those in a minute. So yeah, you, yeah. you support Leonard Skinner was probably the biggest tour you did. Was that right? Like an that's arena right, tour? Right? Yeah. Yeah. We did, we did a four day arena tour. That was, that was incredible. That was what, <laughs> I oh bet. My God, what I an bet. experience playing in a, playing in an arena. I shit my pants. Oh my God. It was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was it was mental going out there, and uh, but great though. It's so so, so good. But I, do you know what, mate? Once once we actually did the 
the first night. The rest of the gigs were probably the easiest gigs we'd ever done. Everything was just laid out perfectly. So much room, so much space. Yeah. In-ear monitors. It was the first gig we'd ever used in-ear monitors as well. And it was just like a complete game changer. So oh, that's, yeah, that's quite great. bold of you to try in-ear monitors at a big gig for the first time. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've not, we've, and we've not gone back since. We've yeah. not gone back, um, which, but yeah, no, another sort of another another big help for us. Except yeah. I packed up on fucking. I was telling you, I didn't have Saturday. They they, they didn't work on Saturday, so oh. I invested all of my faith in it, and I couldn't hear an absolute thing on Saturday. So God knows what it was like. But, yeah. uh, it's, 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 that's, that's the problem. I think it's becoming more common now for kind of rock bands to rely on the other technologies to help. Yeah. Like, I know in-ear monitoring is pretty, it's pretty standard. I actually use it myself. I think I'm the only one in the band at the moment that uses it. But I, I'm like wired. I'm not wireless or anything. I'm wired to a little yeah, Be- yeah. Behr- Behringer headphone amp thing. And then that's, you know, I let them deal with that. And I, I, I even yeah, have a yeah. wedge. I have a wedge as a backup as well. And I send a that's bit of kick. Idea. I send a bit of kick and snare and vocal through the wedge just in case. Like sometimes they don't stay in very well. I guess some days, and I'm like, I'm always fiddling with them, and or, or I'll rock out too much, and one will fall out. And it's just like to have a backup. And sometimes you can feel if it's a nice wedge. Sometimes you get a big, massive one, don't you? Sometimes at these festivals, you can feel the kick drum a bit more. Then yeah, you want it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Get that, mate. yeah. So you know, it's, it's all you learn from experience. That because I've done loads of shows without that backup, and I'm I didn't like it. I didn't like knowing that I've only just got these little, this, got, these yeah. little headphones. <laughs> these little headphones, and if they go down, I can't hear anything. So knackered, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird, but um, yeah, I, yeah. Going back to your fan, you know, the fan situation, it's amazing. I, I what I have noticed, which I would like to talk about, is your your like f- your fan club, the the, the, yes. pa- the Patreon thing you're doing via Patreon. Because I I got a Patreon page as well, so it was quite cool to see how a band was doing it, and I I, I had a quick look and. Oh, there you go. So they're all your, they're all your members. Wow. Yeah. Watching. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah for, any, for anyone who's listening to the audio version, um, Alex just showed a wall of people's faces on a big whiteboard, and um, so they're your your fan club members' faces. <laughs> that's, that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're all they're all watching uh, pulling silly faces, which is uh, it's pretty funny. But yeah, no. Um, so, well, I don't. I, it's I don't actually uh, run anything on the fan club. It's uh, Adam and Baz that, that you know. That's 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 um, they solely run it. But it's um, yeah. It's but yeah. Basically, yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple of levels to it. Um, top level get, gets you lots of access to loads of exclusive stuff. We recently did a um, a barbecue for all of the, the top house of noise group, which was amazing. Wow, I think there's I think there's only fifty people in the house, the top, the top, um, top tier. Fifty, that's right. that's might, a lot. Might, that's might a lot, though. That's quite. Yeah, a, yeah. I'd say there's a lot of people because it's not hard. It's not easy to convince people to shell out money for you every month because it, it's a monthly commitment, isn't it? Because you know, I, yeah, I, I, I've yeah, been trying yeah. to plug it for the podcast for over a year now, and you know, I, I'm, I'm amazingly, I've got some amazing followers and. um but it's really hard to kind of grow that number. I don't think I've had anyone new sign up for a few months now. And it's, it's a bit of a slog, but uh, yeah, it's great. It's an amazing, and it does help me out. And and I imagine, you know, it is helping your band cover costs and things like you've got to, like, 
your your new place that you're rehearsing in is that's like your own place now right that's yeah that's it mate yeah so this is it's a rented so we rent it's an industrial unit don't yeah. you, i'll try and try and show you what it's like mate Oh, cool, yeah. now, uh, oh wow double double floors oh that's so cool yes it's uh it's an, another sort of game changer when um just before covid really i think it was we, we've been in here i think yeah we've yeah we've been here just before covid i think it was a few months before maybe um just a decent place to practice we've practiced in the shittest places yeah honestly the worst the the complete um worst places you can ever think of dump that derelict bars um we played in an old an old um pub which was run down and no one was there anymore for you know we practiced in there. it's cold it was wet freezing and like rats running about uh, uh every village all in the blooming in the park you know in the surrounding villages of where we lived it was whereabouts uh, whereabouts are you based now then i know it's kind of like lancashire based but for anyone who doesn't know the English, yeah. yeah, I don't really know my English geography that well, being being a Welshman. But I, I kind of roughly know what's up north, what's west, what's east or south. But yeah, so for you know, anyone, Preston is, you know, Preston. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. Preston. Um, it's a bit half an hour north of Preston. There's a city called Lancaster. Right. And then ten minutes north of that, there's a little town called Camford. That's where that's where most of us are from. Cool. Uh, Few of us have moved out Camford and live in sort of Basil's in uh, Morecambe now, or Hesham. And right. uh, yeah, and the rest of us sort of in and around in and around Camford, really. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much not much here, just a little town. Uh, got a co-op, train station, probably about it really. And our unit. <laughs> cool. So that's it. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's all that's all you need to make music. And I guess less distractions I mean you you can be more creative and spend more time doing the band stuff, which is obviously what you're you're trying to do. So yeah, it's so cool. You've yeah. got your own place and it gives you the flexibility if you want to stay an extra hour or, you know, you decide spontaneously, oh, should we have a jam tomorrow? You don't have to try and book in with a rehearsal place or, or you know, it's so much easier. I, but obviously it costs money as well. So that's what I mean. You're, the fans are helping with all, all, you know, those kind of expenses, really. That's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we've got, so Terry, our manager, she bases herself out of here. So this is her office as well, which I've sat at now. Uh, we've got Adam and Baz, you know, run the Patreon, which helps fund um, helps fund this. The, obviously, you know, gig money, merch money. Uh, quite, a, you know, quite a quite a. Well, last week was actually this was the merch office as well, all behind us. So it was just walls of t-shirts and stuff. But that's wow. that's all gone. It's gone to another place. But uh, yeah, it's all sort of kind of helped fund this place. Ticket, you know, ticking over and. It's been tough through COVID, you know, that's been, you know, because we've not had a huge amount of income, so we've had to try and get get a bit creative with how we're, how we're bringing in, you know, uh, bringing in money to, to, yeah. to keep us going, basically. And now through the other side, we're starting to, this this has all been so worth it, you know, it's it's uh, it's given us the platform and the, the availability to, to write the new album and to rehearse and get tight. I can leave my kit set up, which is amazing, you, uh, you know yeah. what it's like. Totally, Setting yeah. Get up on a Wednesday night after you finished work or something for an hour. It's just like it's so, all uh, destroying, isn't it? So it, it is, but, yeah. And then packing it away at the end again, and then getting home at midnight and going to work. And yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So just saving but, those, saving that hour of setting up does make all the difference, and it gives you more energy to play. And 
Definitely, mm. yeah, yeah. And, and we, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, we did it, did it for 10 years and don't, don't, don't mind doing it at all. But it's given us the motivation. You could come to practice and you could crack straight on and yeah. you could get a cup of tea. And, you know, uh, so, no, it's, it's, it's been absolute, an absolute game changer for us. Just little bits, lots of little, lots of little changes over the past two years, really. That sort of helped us, helped us get the, you know, the last, the last album to the, to, to the, to the place it was. So, yeah, it worked well, and I, I, I believe the the previous album, Full Nelson, also charted, right? It did, yeah. It got to n- number sixteen in the charts. That was that was kind of a that was that was a big shock to, to, to us. We were not expecting that at all. Amazing. Um, we knew we would probably get top. Our our goal for that album was to get top forty, you know, to get in the charts, and and we did a, we released it, and then we did a full week of in store record dates. Ah, and cool. We were trying to sell as much, sell as many uh, copies for the week leading up to the chart. And I remember it was the Monday night midweek midweek day, and we were in Lancaster at HMV, and we were just about to go on. And they said you're at number. I think we were at number. I think number. We were in the top ten. Wow. And um, somebody died the day after. Oh. So. And I can't remember who it was. And they a lot of best of. You know, uh, compilation and street, streaming, in, and, yeah. and everyone streams it, their whole back catalogue constantly for a week. Yeah, and, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember it was. He died. But anyway, yeah. So we were expecting somebody to cack it uh, when we released House of Noise, but uh, luckily, uh, <laughs> luckily, 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 didn't. That's great. Congrat- I get obviously congratulations as well. I'm. I was listening to that um, album today. I'm not as familiar with that one um, as the new one, but yeah, they they both great, feel good rock catchy melodic you know, great great drumming great you know this great catchy guitar bits and some cool solos actually I quite like i like to so see your brother playing the solos or that's right mate. yeah, yeah. a bit a bit, bit of a mix really so right. full nelson full nelson Steve had just joined um for right. full nelson and he did all of the rhythm uh for that not not much of a lead uh, but on the very latest album the solos are sort of 50 50 split cool um steve, steve's done a lot of the writing for the for the for, for house of noise as well so oh. we've got two of them there and adam can almost be a bit more like a producer steve comes up with an idea adam can sit back and stand back and sort of say well we can maybe try this try this differently or try that differently or what about if i do this and the, the two of the pair of them work really really well together so it's uh awesome def- definitely definitely help but yeah like i was Going back to your point before, we we don't really take ourselves too seriously. You know, we're kind of we're not you know, obviously not a, we're not you know we're not a joke band. We don't write joke songs, but no. we're we're on the light-hearted side of the you know the you know we're we're just five five working lads if you, if you you know that five working class lads and we enjoy yeah. playing music. That's 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 kind of who we are really. Yeah, and it come you know it comes through in the songs. It comes through in the videos especially. Some of the videos are quite you know like. Well, just fun. It is fun videos, don't yeah, it? So yeah, yeah. I, I implore anyone listening to go and go to your YouTube channel, or I don't know, some of them might be on your record label's channel. That seems to happen these days. The record yes, label get yeah. all the views. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I guess that's how it works. But uh, yes, yeah, so you're yeah, on um, yeah. Earache Records again, uh, which is a really great label actually, and some good bands on there. So I, obviously, you're happy. You seem to be happy there. You're charting in the charts, so they must be doing the, their job well and. Earache are amazing, yeah. They're absolutely fantastic with us, yeah. With since you know, since we started working with them, nothing but nothing but great, 
you know, great working relationship. They're good, great guys and girls down there as well. Cool. Um, they're always down at gigs as well. Which, you know, we could, we're, we're always like, we always enjoy catching up with them guys, and they're really supportive of what we do, and and they like our music. You know, yeah. so um, hopefully, long may long may continue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it sounds like you know they properly they properly believe in the band and they come to watch you and stuff. It's not it's not just another band on the roster that's what one person has decided to sign. So it's great that they get involved and I think that makes a huge difference. And you know you're supported more then and you know that they've got belief and and they want to help you. <laughs> Definitely, so, yeah. yeah. They're really cool. creative with some you know, the uh off the wall sort of ideas and stuff, coming up with diff- different different ideas which you never think you know, thinking outside the box. They're really good for that. Very creative. So but yeah. no, great. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully this this will continue. Yeah. Certainly, the next album is really important for us. This is, yeah. this is you know the as I've, as I've, we said it for every album, but this is probably the most important one for us to push on again and try and yeah. sort of do more of the same and improve on what we did for the last last few albums. Of course, one don't don't release it. What well, might this is my from my experience? Don't release it in November. In November, yeah. Because that's when we did ours and it was just all, all the Christmas songs started creeping in. Like oh, yeah, Christmas yeah, albums. Yeah. And then, like, we, we like, luckily, we were, we were really happy. We we were number 40. We reached number 40, which was a big deal for us. That was a yeah, kind of yeah. our goal to get in the top 40. We just about squeezed in. But we didn't, once we, when we originally announced the release date, which was like, I think it was November the 13th. So, you know, fairly early in November. We we was we weren't expecting it to be filled of Christmas albums at that point. You know, in December, yes, but not in November. But yeah, uh, it I no, think yeah, yeah. it really went against us. So I don't know. You know, maybe we would have got a little bit higher if it wasn't for those <laughs> albums. And you know, it's you know, it's the usual ones that came out years and years ago, plus the new ones that have just been released. So it's you know the usual stuff. Just, just creeps in and because everyone streams stuff that all gets added then doesn't it and yeah, the streaming yeah. figures get added like the last day or something from what from what i understand anyway. that's right yeah yeah they come in, it comes in really late and it can really you know from the midweek position is like yeah it doesn't factor in in the in the streams and then yeah. it's a completely different picture by the end of the week and yeah even like bands i guess without i'm sure we get a decent number of streams compared to kind of like your big pop artists it's not even it's not even comparable <laughs> numbers, is it? So <laughs> million, yeah, I, yeah. Know, I, know exactly, I know exactly what you mean there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. But yeah, yeah, I, I look forward to the the next one. And um, so you, you're obviously going on tour now. You're not you're not going to be playing any of these new songs yet, because until you know you're going to wait till they're all re- recorded and, and all that before you introduce. Yeah, that's them. right, mate. Yeah, so it's kind of like uh, because House of Noise came out um, if just in in lockdown. We've yeah. not played any of the songs and this album feels like it's been out for ages yeah and we're like wanting to play new stuff and we're, we're put, pulling the set putting the set together last week and i'm like oh ross sick of these sick of these songs already we've not even played them you yeah. know so we're we're um yeah it's very house of noise heavy this cool. this this tour you know that is we're going to try and play pretty much every single song with the exception of two maybe so oh, wow that's, uh, that's... across, across Across the across the across the tour, um, we'll swap in like a couple a couple, uh, you know, every play three gigs with one set, and then we'll do a slightly different set for another. another That's three. cool. That's so I think good. We'll get the majority of them, um, 
yeah, in the in the tour set at some point, which which would be cool. But we've we played them tonight and a great fun playing them. You know, so it's uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good tour this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm sure it looks good, and the venues. Uh, I'm familiar with a lot of the venues. Uh, that's one thing I was going to ask you. Do you have a favorite place to play or a favorite venue that you really like going oh. back to? I do. I do. Um, I, I love home first. Home first picture down. Oh, okay, we, we've not yeah. done that. Oh, it's, oh, mate, it's amazing. It's just, uh, it's an amazing little town as well, little village. Or it's where they filmed uh, Last of the Summer Wine. Oh, so right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and it's got like a nice river coming through. And in the downtime, like after sound check, I went for a walk. I was out for about 45 minutes just walking around. It's such a great place. I really want to go and watch a band there just when we've got nothing on, you know, go there for the weekend. But yeah, Home Firth, Home Firth is, 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 is definitely my favourite. Uh, I do like the garage in Glasgow. I love the garage. Yeah, I think, um, I think I'm doing that this November. I think so. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I've yeah, done it before, though. It. Yeah, it's good, yeah. Yeah, so um, where else do I like? Islington's good um, in uh, London. Acad- Academy, is it? Yeah, yeah. Academy, yeah, Islington Academy, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the, I'll tell you where it's good. The Patty Pavilion in... Uh, Swansea. Swansea, yeah, that's yeah. good. But they, they had a curry house next door, didn't it? But I believe it's... Uh, I believe the curry house is gone. Oh, right, I didn't know... I. <laughs> I, I, uh, my story with the Patty Pavilion is, cause I, I live in Wales, but Swansea for me is quite far to go for a gig. So I don't often go to Swansea to, to watch bands. Where else do you live then? I, I live, um, I guess above, I live in the valleys above Cardiff and Newport. Kind like of like, Evervale, sort of. Yeah, kind of that. Yeah, kind of, maybe not quite as far up as that, but yeah, that kind of area. Near, near Caffilly is where I live. Caffilly. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The big castle and yeah. all that. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm I'm for me, like going to Cardiff is fairly easy. Swansea feels like a bit of a trek. I you know, I yeah, I, I yeah. have done it and I'm, I'm I might go and see someone at the end of the year. But I, yeah, I played there when I was a lot younger, supporting Fozzy, which is funny. All right. <laughs> but um and then I played there with my other band that I was in at the time, I'm not anymore. Um, at the end of 2019, we supported those damn crows. Obviously, you know oh, those, right. cool. yeah, those yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't recall. I've only heard about this curry place since, so I don't know if it's there now. But a few people have mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> but I've, I've yeah, never tried. Yeah. I've never tried it, sadly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I believe it's. I believe we're, we're supposed to be playing there next year. Uh, nice. I'm not actually sure when, but the curry house isn't there anymore. So. Yeah, we're gonna to have to cancel the gig. <laughs> no, 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 We'll tr- see what happens if people buy the tickets for that one because it's quite a large venue. So we, yeah, we, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like see what happens because uh, we've not really played Swansea that much. But you know, hopefully people will travel. And we're not doing Cardiff. And we're doing Bristol. So yeah. oh, brilliant, mate! Yeah I, yeah, I might even live closer to Bristol. I don't know. I'll have to look on Google Maps <laughs> to see which one's closer. But um, yeah, kind of that kind of area. 
but yeah, it should be cool. Um, I'm not, I'm not here to plug my tour, but we're touring in November. <laughs> You're touring in September. So go and see massive wagons in, in September. Um, yeah. And I also noticed you've got a few gigs in Germany. So have you, have you played outside the UK a lot or much at all so far? We've or? done, we've done a bit. So we, we supported Thunder on a German tour. Oh, wow. Um, that was probably three years ago. So I think we did eight dates with them guys. That was, nice. that was incredible. So that was our first real proper tour into, into Europe. Um, we did all over all the big, you know, um, Munich, Frankfurt, Berlin, nice. uh, you know, all, all, the, all, all the big places. And it was, it was, it was a hell of a, hell of a tour that, um, we're all big Thunder fans as well. Harry James, he's just a, an absolute, an absolute legend. Um, such a good drummer as well. Yeah. I, wanted, yes, I, I haven't approached him yet, but, um, one of my, well, one of my, he's, he's a mate. I think you know him as well. Charlie Farley. He, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he keeps saying, "Oh, you've got to try and get him on," but I just haven't really got approached him yet. But hopefully, he might do it one day. You know, he's and, a great, he's a great guy, great guy, mate. Yeah, <laughs> such such an easy guy to get on with. A hell, a hell of a hell of a drummer, but well, yeah, loads mm. of loads of good stories to tell as, as well. Yeah, but he's but got no, the stories. So, yeah. <laughs> he's got, yeah, yeah, cool. he's got stories. Yeah. So yeah, we've done. Uh, we, so we did Germany. Um, we've been to Ibiza a few times. Um, the hard rock the, hell is it or? yeah 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 so i think we've done that four times wow um we've been to we've been to romania we did a festival in romania just before the summer before covid oh cool we've been to uh belgium twice i think it is um and that's kind of it really okay for, for europe so we're um so we're going back to we're going back to germany we've got three three dates in germany in october to try and just get get back out there fairly small venues um yeah. just to get get our name going again and um get a bit gather a bit of momentum yeah. out there and start off exactly what out there like we've done here start off small and every time we go back try and just try and try and play a little bit bigger a little bit bigger place and up them them guys who've seen us bring the bring a few friends and sort of yeah. from there really exactly and yeah i'll, I'll give them a little plug because i know i've got a few regular listeners in germany so you do it looks oh, like brilliant. Yeah. so let's let's have a look i'm on your website now so you've got munich on the 6th of october crossroads festival rock palast in bonn yeah. on the 7th and you're in hamburg on the 8th so, That's so, it, mate. so yeah. if anyone lives near those kind of town cities um to go, you know, know that they can come and see you, and because it's not, it's not a place you, I guess, you're going to be the, going to that regular, and is you know, them showing up to come and see you would help a lot. I'm sure. Um, you want to keep going back, so you want to sell the tickets. I know what it's like. <laughs> um, that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, anybody uh, that is listening, yeah, uh, you can get down, um, come and have a beer with us, and we can have a catch up, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that would be, be amazing. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, you know. I'm sure we like we love Germany. It's one of our favorite places. It probably is our favorite place to tour, really. And I think we it's where we achieve the best numbers. Um, so we can't wait to get back. So I'm really sorry we, because of COVID, we've had to postpone the German tour twice. Uh, it's just it's eventually happening next year, I think. Now, um, I think that's the plan. Anyway, I can't keep up with all these pos <laughs> uh, postponing. 
tours and reschedule things rescheduling is a bit of a pain in the ass but um yeah we'll get there eventually and it'll be fun uh, and good luck with your shows there and anything else in the future and hopefully brexit doesn't make it too difficult for us you know yeah i know mate yeah yeah it's gonna be a strange one isn't it when we get back uh get back going again and uh yeah i don't know yeah, we've just done our first carne with all our gears we've had to list out all of our gear oh, right. and, yeah, yeah. and like you pay a lot of money to do that and then we haven't even looked into the merchandise thing yet but it, it's not going to be easy <laughs> well it's, it's not it's gonna be a whole nightmare isn't it? yeah, it's gonna yeah. be harder than it used to be let's put it that way no red tape no yeah. let's get rid of the red tape i know but yeah. I, you know it is what it is we've got to try and deal with it but it's just going to make it more more expensive and more well just more difficult to to be able to kind of fund the tours you know whether you're supporting or headlining um it's going to be tricky but you know yeah and, and that's I, it's great it's great that you're giving it a go so early so well done i think that's good well that's that's what we we want to send the message to the europeans that we want to get no matter how difficult it's going to be yeah. uh, and how much pain in the ass it's going to be we we will get over and we'll get you know we'll we'll do whatever we need to need to do to get to get playing again we went over to ireland two weeks ago and it was the same again you know i think a lot of bands possibly might have you know um looked to postpone it or cancel it and um we were like no we're, we're booked so we're you know we're, we're going you know we're yeah. gonna we'll make a night of it even with restricted limited numbers and we'll we'll do what we need to do and the, the, we were at the diamond rock club in uh bellamina oh nice I'm not sure if you've been there before um, I've, ne I've never even been to ireland i've never been to northern uh, ireland i've never it's weird considering how close wales is to ireland i've never been yeah, yeah course, we are going yeah, we yeah. are going in november for our first kind That's of sick. little jolly there we're doing belfast and dublin um, oh wow brilliant so again we booked these before brexit well it was before brexit was actually happening but now we've got it it's weird because obviously all the contracts and the fee and all that was meant to be pre-brexit but now we're gonna have all the added oh, yeah, costs yeah. now just for the one gig but it is what it is we'll, we'll get over if you if you book us we will come definitely <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah that's it and, um, it, it wasn't actually too bad mate the flight flying and, and the, the airport rigmarole was was, was actually all right um okay i thought it was gonna be a, thought it was gonna be a lot harder than what it was but no it was we were over there and we, we spent more time waiting around at the airport yeah um then then it did actually bumming traveling yeah but within an hour we were there and the irish don't mess about getting the luggage off i mean i barely even walked off the plane and they're chucking all the guitars <laughs> onto the and on the shooting off the conveyor belt and uh the guy um who runs the diamond rock club a guy called derwin he's an absolute top guy cool absolute legend and he was in there he was in there i don't know how he got in there <laughs> <laughs> carrying all the gear out yeah i know how do you get anyway he's like i oh, don't worry about that <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. quite 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 concerning actually because <laughs> 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 i'm gonna random person uh, come into the luggage collection area but all right bad, whatever bad. it is what it is now so uh, i don't mind asking i i like to know then so did you have to declare your instruments or anything at the border or it, no how, no so nothing in northern ireland was oh that was not ah uh, right yeah, yeah, it's just just like um, that's irrelevant then. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah it's, so it's irrelevant. I'm not sure um, what it would have been like if we were going to Dub to Dublin yeah. and yeah. Well, I'll, um, I'll, I'll let you know in November. Yeah, let me know, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. God, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm, we're looking forward to it anyway. I the, I know there's a few a few guys in Ireland um, message me, so 
yeah, hopefully we can, we're playing near you. I don't know if we are. I don't know where you all live, but um, yeah, Dublin <laughs> or, or Belfast, if that's closer. Run for the Song Podcast. Hi, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Drum for the Song. I just wanted to briefly interrupt the interview to tell you about my Patreon page, which is a place where you can support the podcast and, of course, support myself. You can um, sign up to one of the three tiers on there. There's one that's £3 a month, one that is £5 a month, and one that is £10 a month. There are loads and loads of exclusive benefits to signing up, including bonus episodes, merch discounts, Christmas card for myself. Um, If you sign up to the top tier, I'll send you a pair of my drumsticks. Um, Loads of other stuff. So go check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash drum for the song. And um, another way you could support me if you're interested, if you're not bothered about the Patreon thing, if you go to my official website, drumforthesong.com, you can send a donation via PayPal. So, um, yeah, thanks for watching this and enjoy the rest of the show. Drum for the Song podcast. Let's talk a little bit about your drums then, because I, I quite like the look of your drum kit. And is it, and is it like a bit of a custom job? It, or is it, it is, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So jalapeno, jalapeno custom. Um, and it was hand made hand you know hand built by a guy called dave nuttall who was the drummer in the toy dolls right the toy dolls yeah. um did the nelly the elephant song and a lot of other punk, you know great 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 punk bands really you know really big still big now i think when they when they play really yeah. big back, back in the day and he is just um an encyclopedia of drum knowledge hmm. what that he just knows you know, it's everything about tone and pitch and manufacturing drums. And he actually, uh, we we practiced at the, it's called the Music Co-op in Lancaster, you know, paid to practice type place. And we were, we were in there practicing. I didn't know the guy. And he just came in and he said, um, if you're interested in buying a drum kit, um, please consider, please consider what I do. And he said, I've got a kit next door if you want to have, have a look. So I went and had a play. And uh, I wasn't really, um, I wasn't interested in buying a kit at the time. And they were very nice drums. And he showed me this kit that it was actually like, it packs away like a Russian doll. So the bass drum um, uh, detaches. So what part of the head detaches and you put the floor ah, tom inside it. And then cool. the big floor tom uh, or does the same. The lid lifts off and you can put uh, one of the rack toms in. And um, I thought, oh, well, that's, that's a great idea. And he said... Yes, if you if you if you took if you're a touring band in the splitter van, um, it might mean two more boxes of t-shirts that you can fit in. Absolutely. You know, think about how much more uh, income you can bring in. I thought, oh, what a great idea! I didn't really think much of it at the time, and then probably about six or seven months later, I was like, right, I'm you know I, I fancy a new kit, and um, I like to have the local, you know, somebody local building the kit. I thought, yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm going to shout cool. him up. So yeah. I give him a shout and um, he's a great guy. And we chatted for hours about drums and um, all the different options that he could do and what, you know, what he what he thinks would suit me. And I thought, you know, just build me a kit that you think would suit me. <laughs> I got a bit, a little bit greedy. I was like, I've got four toms. So I've got two rack toms and two floor toms. Uh, build it Russian doll style. So 
all of my sort of my shells, uh, yeah. including the snare, goes into two cases. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And for for us at the time, um, to, you know, going in in the transit transit vans and stuff, and yeah. that was it was just it was just unbelievable how much extra stuff we could get in. And um, he made this kit. He's like, "What colour do you want it in?" I was like, "I'm gonna have to pick some a bit, a little bit uh, extravagant here." So it's like yellow. You don't see many yellow kits around nowadays. Yeah, and the, ones, it, the ones which I've seen have, have been really nice. It's like yellow and black. Um, apparently, the black was a night black lugs and black rims and stuff. We had to get in, import them in from Germany and stuff, which oh wow, took, you know, added a few a few extra difficulties for him. But and it came, and I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing, and I absolutely love it. It's incredible. The Russian doll um, style kit. Um, Although I probably wouldn't get, I probably wouldn't buy another one just be purely because of the situation that we're in now. With you know, when we go out, we've got ample room, if you know what I mean, for for extra stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would I wouldn't buy anything anything other if, if I was if I was playing in a you know if we were getting around in a transit van. Yeah. I would get a Russian doll kit any, any day. This day, in, I was really worried about them going out of tune and them getting damaged and stuff. But you look after it. Stays in tune, so so well built. It's it's incredible. That's so yeah, the, yeah, that jalapeno custom is, is is an absolute thing of beauty. It, it it really is. And he's actually doing me. I'm getting even greedier. <laughs> I was uh, I've got a, an eight inch um, an eight inch rack tom being manufactured, Ooh, and an nice. eighteen inch floor tom. So I'm going to get rid of the fourteen inch uh, floor floor that I've got now. So I've got 10, 12, 14, 16. I'm going to get rid of the fourteen. Yeah, and have the sixteen at eight, ten, twelve. And then um, 16, 18 on the floor. So it's going to be an absolute beast. That is a monster of a kit with the yeah, three, yeah. three, three rack toms. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. I like, I have this, a lot of, like, especially when, like my band and weird, sometimes we play like kind of more metal festivals and gigs, but like, we're not really a metal band, but like I, I show up in my little one racked two floor tom kit. And like, it's like, the, it's always the smallest kit on the bill. Like, why do you only use one rack tom? I'm like, well, I'm just used to it. I've been doing, I've been using one rack tom since I was about 16. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of used to it now. So, like, to add, to add more would just kind of, I'd have to change my the way I play so much to kind of. Sometimes I think, oh, it'd be nice to have one slightly smaller one just for fills and stuff to give me that extra yeah, thing. Yeah. But I'm like, I've been playing. I used to play one up, one down for so many years and then i added a floor tom and that that was like only because i like going big slammy kind of yeah, yeah, load yeah. notes and I, I i recently my new my newest kit is 16 and 18 so you'll love it you're gonna love it nice. yeah 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 because i used to have a 14 and a 16 i always thought i was always kind of like trying to tune my 14 as low as possible to kind of make it sound like a 16, I suppose. And then. Yeah, this, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And just to achieve the sound I wanted. So, but, so, but deep down, I think I just needed larger drums, which now I have, I've got. So it's perfect, man. It's great. So you'll love Brilliant, it. Mate, yeah. You'll love it when that arrives. And yeah, I don't, I can see why you, why you're doing that. And then I didn't even know about the, the Russian doll kit. I, I heard of the company. I knew they were a custom drum company. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, you don't see many of them around. So that's cool. No, no, yeah, this, that's so that's that's his like uh, the you you know unique selling point. His his his, yeah. his solid kit, non-Russian dolls are they're in, they're incredible as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
the Russian that you know you you just don't see many people. And I'm, I don't know why it hasn't. I, I don't know why it hasn't cottoned on for for people. And it's you know it's 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 massive really because it's it's so good um, for saving space. It can be a little bit of a faff like at the end of a gig, whereas you could just bundle everything in boxes. You've got to take the lids off and put them in, but it space, doesn't add much. Yeah. It doesn't. Add, it's, if you think about you know profit on tour or whilst you're away and yeah it's been the difference about hiring a smaller van and which is you know 50 quid less a day or something like that it does make a difference yeah this is really interesting because we we we've got to the stage now with our back line we 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 need either a split van and a trailer on the back of it or we need like a, a big long wheelbase van and then we'll have to travel in something else but we because of the weekend shows that we just did now we booked them quite last minute we couldn't get a splitter van every splitter van in the whole, whole of the uk was already booked we couldn't get one anywhere really? yeah. so we were like well, what are we gonna do what are we gonna do what are we gonna do um so yeah we ended up so we just hired a, a big van um without a trailer everything got in there easy so we had a driver two of the boys sat in the front with the driver and then my brother just took his car so me, me, me and my brother and my dad were in the back, in the car. It was, it was quite nice in a weird way. It was different. Than, yeah, yeah. It was a bit yeah. weird being separate because it was kind of like, you're like texting each other, oh, which services are you stopping at and things like yeah. that. <laughs> so like, it was, it was different, but, um, yeah, you get to the stage and it doesn't help because just to warn you, my 18 inch floor, Tom, it's pretty, once it's in a nice case, I guess yours, I guess yours will be different if it's Russian doll style, but, um, yeah, I think it's literally like a, having an extra bass drum. I can imagine our bass is huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, this 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 one's actually going to be another case for me actually now. Right. So yeah. it's yeah, it's not. I've got. I I didn't want it as a as a Russian doll um type one. Not that I no. I've got you know nothing against the, them, but I just want if I had the option, I would pick solid. So yeah. I've just gone with the, I've just gone with a solid one. But yeah, yeah um, it's going to be like you said, mate. It's going to be it's going to be huge. It's going to sound cool. Yeah. So, yeah. What, do you know? Do you do you know what kind of materials or what shells? Uh, what materials used for the shells or what wood or anything out of interest? I'm always, I'm into this stuff. I know not everyone is, but I quite know. I like knowing. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Mate, actually, no. Know, um, no, that's cool. Um, I think it might be maple. I think it might be maple. Yeah. Uh, I'll find out, mate. I'll find out. I should know this. I should know this. I, I think it's cool. You know, it's. I, I I didn't used to know when I was younger, like what what everything was made out. And then I kind of got into the, like I used to work in a music shop, and I used to, I got a bit nerdy about stuff then. And I I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, this is a this birch has got a nice treble and a nice bass, and you know, and I, I don't know, <laughs> I kind of like a bit more of a nerd. And I'm sure there's some of the listeners, not all of my listeners, want to know that kind of stuff. But I'm sure some of them do. So a lot of my listeners are not drummers, so. I, that's why I try not to talk about drums for too long, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the fact that you know the, these guys listen and they want to know, you know, what you're up to in the in the music, and they love it. And um, it's really cool. And one thing I wanted to ask, I know we've mentioned your brother a few times because you're in a similar situation situation to me. What's it like being in a band with your brother? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's great, mate. That question gets asked all the time. Um, yeah, no, it's great. We we get we get on great, as you know, you can tell. You, yeah, you you guys do. Um, this is we we see each other. You know, we see I see Adam more than more than more than more than all my all my family really, including my own kids at the minute. You know, it's like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 great. You know, we we get we get on really well. Um, 
we enjoy having a beer together. You know, it's it's a good it's a, it's a good laugh. He's he, he's he's a very good, very very extremely talented uh, musician as well and yeah. songwriter. And we we we've got really good. We gel really well together, particularly when writing songs. Quickly get on the same sort of level and. I, I know what you what mean. Thinking and yeah. you can tell what I'm thinking sometimes. We've listened to a lot of the same sort of music as well, you know, which which has helped over the years. So yeah. his ideas sort of link with my, you know, my parts. Or I might, I, I play a little bit of guitar as well, so I kind of understand the, you know, the principles behind what he's trying to do sometimes as well. So yeah, no, but he's nice. ACA, we we yeah. we get on great, and yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I, it's I know. Band. Yeah, I was going to say. Sorry. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that's um. No, you say, my 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 dad my dad um came down at the weekend and he's he's it's the first time he's seen us for years. Um, oh wow! And he's like, you know, it's, you can tell by you know, um, but it's the first time since 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 lock since lockdown and all that, and just tell how how sort of happy he was. You know, two was two was being up there, which is cool. So. Yeah, I'm sure he's really proud of you, and you know, you know, especially when you're getting in the charts. I bet he's loving that and. Seeing yeah, you play yeah. the big fair, yeah, I'm sure he's really proud of you. And um, yeah, I know what you mean about kind of this slightly musical telepathy between like me and my yeah, brothers. Yeah. Like we kind of know, even if we're just jamming like some new riff, someone's making up on the spot, and we'll just kind of play along with each other. And it's just, it's just like we've been rehearsing it, and we kind of know what's what each other's gonna do. And it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. strange. Like I know they say like twins have that kind of thing. Like none of us are twins or anything, but um. It's, there's definitely a connection there, I think, isn't it? And, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get, definitely get that. Especially you spend so much time with each other and, you know, around in and around the same sort of you know, people and environment and music and stuff. There are certain times where you're really, really locked in with, with things like that. Mm. And that's, that kind of happened in the, in the studio as well. We we're really lucky to get that kind of that chemistry when we were, when we, when we were recording, the, particularly the last album, which was, which was great. Awesome. Wait, where, did we you, where did you record we, we, it? Uh, it was at Andy Snape's ah. uh, studio. Andy Snape from Jim's Priest. I can't yeah. remember the name of this. Um, I forget the name I as well. Yeah, bloody hell. I should not. I should not. Yeah, people, what, what people, can Google like, it. people can Google yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is the place to live, mate. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is what a guy, what a guy he is. He's living, absolutely living the dream, that man. I was, I was watching him at Bloodstock and I was like, he's loving it up there. He's absolutely <laughs> loving it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's uh, just he's living living the life, proper bachelor pad. Yeah. Oh, good. And, Tal- uh, talented bloke. <laughs> very, very talented bloke. Yeah. Um, and I think because we could stay there and sleep in and stuff and you, nice. we were around it all the time, that was, that was, you know, big, big helping. In getting the getting the chemistry right and getting the you know, the right sort of um, vibe to the album, which was great. Cool. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure where we're where we're recording at. The Judas Priest have selfishly booked the the that recording studio for uh, I think six months. Six, <laughs> yeah, six months. I think it's something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a good Christ. it's a good few months. I'm pretty sure it's six months. Um, wow. So we we're, we're not. I don't think we're going back there. Or we're not going back there. Yeah. So yeah, um, to be confirmed, where we're going next. Next. Yeah. Week. Oh, so it'd be interesting to see. Um, I just realised we didn't talk about the rest of your gear that you use. Oh yes. Uh, have <laughs> you got like? Have you got any like, like? Well, just talk about what you use. But like, have you got any, like yeah, endorsements so, and stuff, or are you kind of cu- free- currently not? No, I'm a okay. I'm free uh, free agent. Um, nice. <laughs> kind of, okay, yeah. I've um so sticks wise, I use uh, I Promark 
I used Promac 5Bs in the Shirakashi in the Japanese oak. Nice. Them, them sticks are just like, they just don't break. They're they absolute good. monsters. Yeah. And I was finding I've used every single stick I bet that's out there pretty much. Every weight, loads of different um, loads of different weights. And um, I, I finally settled something that's just perfect. They're a little bit longer than not normal sticks. Okay. They, because they're in that Japanese oak, they're indestructible basically. Yeah. And if they do break, they never snap. Um, they, they'll like split, and you can carry on playing for a bit till you get to a perfect time to pick up a you know another stick or whatever. At the time, I was going through, I was going through hundreds of sticks, like loads, like five or six a gig, and I'm like, it, it's not just like, you know, you, yeah, it's not just me that it's, it's look makes the band look bad if you know yeah. what I mean. You know, I'm always going out of time and stuff, so I was like, I need to do something different here. It doesn't make a difference having reliable, like a, it's massive knowing that it's very, very, very small chance that you're going to break one. Like, you know, dropping a stick is one thing. Like, I don't do that much, luckily. But like, yeah, when you, when one breaks and then you're like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and you, you were, it's like, and it's unexpected. It really makes a difference. So yeah, I've got a nice, reliable, um, what do you I, use, mate? What do you I, I use a I use a brand called Vincent from Sweden. All right, okay. They they they're actually hickory sticks, um, but like I, again, I've I've tried so many different ones. I have tried the the Promark Oaks back in the day, and I did think they were really good. Um, the whole Promark range was really good. Like it was quite a few different yeah, models. Yeah. I quite like the Service Seven Four Sevens. They do. They, they, that was a kind of nice the in Neil between Peart one. So, yeah, yeah. I, do you know? But I bought a pair. I didn't try it. it. Shop. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. Seven, four, I think it's 747 Neil Pitt range. I think it is. It's got Neil Pitt's name on it. I'm sure it was. Oh, right, I yeah. picked them up and I thought they're a little bit lighter than the five Bs. And yeah. I thought, hey, oh, these uh, these feel these feel pretty good. So I bought I bought a pair. I'm just gonna try them out. See what. Try them out. Yeah, what. yeah. That's cool, man. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah so I go, go back. I go use Vincent, and uh, I don't know what it is. Like, but I don't. I I I might, I'm gonna bore my listeners now. But I've done. <laughs> I did. I didn't experiment on tour. I've done it twice actually, and I did sixteen shows with the same pair. Wow! And that's, that's including in, yeah. including sound checks. And like at the end of those sixteen gigs, they they were you know they were worn down. They didn't break. And like if I can do that, and I did it again on another tour, and I think it was like fourteen. So it was a close number, but it shows oh, like, yeah. and like, it, it is amazing. They're really good, and I like that way they feel. Um, you know they're not the cheap. They're not the cheapest sticks in the world. They come from Sweden, so you know with imports and stuff. It's not you know, and because they, they're not a massive company like your Promarks and your Vicfirths and your Vaters. Yeah, like, I guess yeah, they're, yeah. they're probably made in a bit smaller numbers. They're not the cheapest things in the world, but for I, I don't mind spending a few extra quid per pair, knowing they're going to last me so much longer. So one hundred percent, mate. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally get you there, yeah. And these they're quite they're quite they are quite expensive for what I pay for the the Promac ones. But I like to I, I get them from the local um, local music shop in Morecambe, Promenade nice. Music. So it's kind of doing you know helping them guys out as well. And they yeah. give me good dis- they give me good discounts. I'm always in there, and you know it's a uh, kind of a good you know a good a good thing that I I would I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't turn down an endorsement. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm ha- I'm happy with with what you know. I don't mind paying a few quid to. To the local shop. Um, that's great. For, and what I, I, yeah, for what I get. I can totally empathize with that. And that's one thing since I've kind of been in 
in a band where I think most things I kind of got to deal with with the, with the manufacturers or the distributors, I do miss because I used to work in a music shop myself as well. I can I can really understand how big of a difference it makes, and I do feel a bit just not. I don't feel like I don't feel bad, but the fact that I'm not giving my money to the local music shops as much. Sometimes there's things I need, and or I need them quickly, or for the sake of you know, a fiver, I might as well go and buy it locally, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't get anything free or anything. I still pay. I got to pay for everything. But, um, I, you know, I still try and buy things locally when I can and I share things online and, you know, I try and at least, you know, and, and I'll try and plug them. If someone else is looking for something, I'll say, Oh, I think they yeah, sell them here. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, I, you know, that helps indirectly to some degree. And like, I've always been friendly with all the, all the local drum shops in South Wales as well. So, uh, if anyone, I doubt, doubt anyone is listening, but if anyone is listening, <laughs> I'll be in at some point to buy some bits. And um, I'm sorry, I'm not buying drum kits so much and symbols <laughs> anymore no, and things like that. No, I, know, it's, but, I mean, if someone came and gave, you know, offered me an endorsement, you know, I would be, I would, you know, with, I, I, I can't see myself moving away from Promite. That's, that's my uh, only my, thing. My advice is to, to use what you like. Use what you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, wait until... Instead of going with some shitty stick company that are offering you free sticks or, you know, and that, that happens yeah. to me all the time. And I'm like, I'm really happy with what, with what, I, with what I've got. Yeah. They, they're offering yeah, me yeah. a better, a better deal or cheaper. But I'm like, I'm really happy with what I'm using. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> mate. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I'm in no rush to, you know, I've had a few, few offers from some, some bits that I've been sent and I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with, with, with yeah. what I'm doing now. So. So yeah, so that's that's sticks. So um, symbols now. I've got a brand new set of minels on at the minute. I did so see. Got, they look beautiful. Yeah. So this is um, they they are they're incredible. Uh, well, I've actually, I've actually borrowed the I borrowed I've got some I've got a set of custom alloys. So I've got a uh, an eighteen and a nineteenth crash, uh, twenty twenty inch ride, and then I've got an eighteen inch Byzance as well, which is mine. And I bought a set of uh mine or custom black hi-hats today Ooh. actually from the from the music shop yeah yeah so uh that's so cool man you're buying them from the shop that's great i'm gonna show you mate uh, i don't think you can see them down there but it, just I'll about i'll send you some i'll send you some pictures mate yeah but, cool. um, but yeah they, they you know they, they, they look and sound nice uh i pre- previously used a, a company called saluda so i had a bit of like a discounted kind of um it's endorsement they sent me some stuff at discounted the price if you know what i mean but i know what you mean yeah 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 and uh, they were they were fantastic um lovely lovely symbols but it just kind of i was just ready for something a little bit different minels I, i've probably used every sim every symbol make under the under the sun as well i've had full sets of zildjian paste uh and i, I really settled with these minor ones you know they're cool they're, they're, they're um they complement our sound i think that's what I, I mean, I, lo- I love Zildjian symbols and I love Pace symbols, um, but these minor ones suit massive wagons. I think that's yeah, so. Got to go that's... for got to go for the sound that suits your band, don't you? So that's uh... exactly. I think that's and then and they look I, they look sexy as well. Which is, I, uh, I think I saw bonus. I think I saw them close up. I think one of the, someone in the band uploaded a photo of you when you were rehearsing this afternoon. Oh, right, yes, yeah, yeah. The symbols look quite nice in the photo. So <laughs> I, saw, they, I, saw, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think I like the post on something. So, so good. Oh, no, no, nice, nice. And um, I noticed you use like a mixture of heads. You use it Remo and Aquarian. Is that right? 
I saw. That's right, mate. So yeah, I'm yeah, doing, yeah. So, doing my research, but that's that's yeah, cool yeah. that you, I guess, because you're not indoors or whatever. You can use whatever the hell you like. And that, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've probably used every single bit. I've used all sorts, every every skin and stuff. And yeah. just over twelve years worth of trial and error, I've got. I think you know what kind of what's what suits um what suits my sound as a drummer and what suits the band. But yeah, I've got the Remo, the Remo um control sound with a dot underneath. That's yeah. my skin of choice for the snare. Yeah, I've got Hazy Remo Hazy on the bottom. And then I've got Aquarian Response Twos right across the, um, and that's that's Dave um, Dave from uh, Jalapeno, his recommendation. So cool. I just basically, I just basically, he knows what he's he built the drums. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll go with what he says. <laughs> so you know, yeah, he obviously knows what he's talking about and what's going to suit those sizes and that shell combination and all that. So yeah, you know why and and if you like the sound and the way you tune them, why change it? <laughs> Exactly, mate. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But um, but yeah, and I've used I've used Evans. I love it. I love Evans. I recorded with Evans actually. Um, that's what the um studio engineers wanted. Evans G twos. Interesting. Got Evans okay. G twos, and they sounded great. That was in coated. I was. I, I'm not a big fan of coated. Um, coated tom heads for some reason. I okay. don't know why. I like I them. Never get. Yeah, yeah. It's just just yeah. personal preference. So. Yeah gone back to the clears and that yeah i love i love having the i love having the clear ones on i don't know why it probably sounds exactly the same but I, yeah just, no, just there, there. Is, there is a different there is a difference in sound with the clear you normally get a bit more of a of an attack it's and a, a bit yeah, more yeah. bit more resonance with the uh, but with the coat did is a little bit of a darker kind of sound yeah and it, it, like you, you arguably a slightly shorter kind of sustain on the top head ish ish but it's all there's so many different ways you can tune a drum combinations of the top and yeah, bottom yeah. head it's, you know it is it's, it is what it is so what, what i was talking about this the other day one of the reasons one of the reasons i went to coated tom heads i don't know if you guys do this but when with my old heads we sign them and sell them on merch yes but, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But everyone always wants the white ones the white ones always sell better All right, yeah, <laughs> that's not that's the only reason i do it but <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely got something Look, you always get you always get stuck with the clear heads at the end of the tour that no one wants to buy, <laughs> even though they're signed. All the white the white ones go first. So <laughs> it's That's very a funny. Good point, actually, mate. Yeah, yeah, they will they will look better as well. The white ones, yeah, they, they do. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's just one thing. But I I love the sound. I like like the, like I said, the low sounding dark toms. So it suits me, you know. Anyway, so I use Remo nice. Remo vintage emperor coatids on my tom oh, at the yeah. moment so it's like a double Very just nice. a double yeah, just yeah. a double ply it's probably similar to i don't know the aquarium so well response to su suggest is two plies two um, plies yeah 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 it's yeah. just a similar thing to that but with coated so yeah yeah, yeah. but in the, in the vintage version is like slightly thicker i think than the, the normal emperors i don't know there's so many different vari varieties but i try them i'm like yeah they work let's stick with them <laughs> yeah, crack on, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else have I got? So hardware, I've got some black black hardware. I've got black Mapex, um, black Mapex hardware. Nice. Symbol stands, which they don't manufacture anymore. I went to buy, went to buy another one. Um, so part of the kit. So on the so on the bass drum, what it's got, it's it's got um, the two two holes. One hole for your um. Second, well, my second rack tom insert, you know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got 
another hole next to it for it's called the Space Saver Ride Stand. I so know. It's like, oh, that's so cool. So you don't have than having you... a set of legs. Yeah, yeah. It ah. Just drops in, and you mount your ride from it, and you can put it up. You can almost so the booms pointing backwards, so you can get your ride in. If you've got a big ride, yeah. the booms like pointing backwards, just so it's not like right on top of your knee. If you know what I mean. No, you it can is, yeah. it, manipulate it so it's exactly where um where you want it but i've just i've stopped using space saver rides um fairly recently just because of not having sound issues but with the, felt the sound quality would be better of the bass drum without having a ride on it if you know what i mean so yeah makes sense so yeah i've gone on to buy another black another black stand and nowhere mm. seems to manufacture mapex have stopped manufacturing them uh, i did get one from gear for music um luckily they had some in stock to try and um, find some secondhand ones or something, maybe. Yeah, that was my next port of call, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's how I got my. I got I got a black Minel um, Hyatt stand on eBay, and it was an X display one. And I, it was just like I logged onto eBay, it just come up, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is just like perfect, perfect looks." I've been looking for looking for ages, nothing's ever coming up. So I was like, emailed the guy, "Tell me what you want. Nice. <laughs> Tell me the price." I'm paying it. I <laughs> give him an extra tenner. I was like, just to secure the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, managed, managed, managed to get it. Very lucky. But yes, everything's black. It's, it's all looks, black in now. It looks cool. Yeah, it is important to kind of look. And I think if you just had a random chrome stand in there, just be like, what? The, it would look strange. And I know we drummers. I think, I think we've all got an element of OCD. I think. Yeah, oh God, God I, yes. It's <laughs> very common with so many drummers I speak to. And I, I know I've got it. But like it's it's definitely a common trait within the drum community, I think. So yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Very rare. My kit could be set up. It could be set up perfectly, and my drum tech sets it up perfectly every time. And I'm like, now nah, that, that I've got to adjust that, Something. like yeah. the tiny little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm proper. I'm, yeah, I get you there, mate. I'm proper yeah. OCD with yeah all sorts of stuff, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's in, you know like that little centimeter or half a centimeter or an angle is slightly different. Like it does it makes you play differently, or and you'll it notice like, it. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. Ah. and you've got to get it right before the gig, ideally. So, I, I totally know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some more photos of your drums um, on the tour. You know, I'm sure you'll post some photos and stuff like that, and then, and because they are very, very nice drums. So appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. I'll get some. I'll I'll speak with Dave. I'll get some good um, nerdy content on how they were built as well, and I'll get yeah. like a, I'll write I'll write like a a big brief, like a big a big description of um, how they're made and stuff. And Dave will love that as well. Yeah, yeah. And so um, well, I normally ask this at the end. So if people want to are interested in this, I think I've only got you on Facebook. Are you on any of the other kind of social media places, or you're not? I am, yes. Uh, so I'm on Instagram. Okay. Um, so Alex Massive Wagons, I think it is. Yeah, Alex Massive Wagons on Instagram. Okay. Um, I'll add you and up. that's it for myself. Yeah, yeah, add us up. Yeah, I'm trying to do a bit more um, as of late on that. I can be pr- pretty rubbish at social media at times. So I'm tr- really trying to, now we've come back, uh, trying to have a big, big push on, you know, the, the socials and keeping everybody updated with what's going on. So. Yeah. yeah, I put up I put up loads of pictures recently, like cool. the past few gigs. There's some really good pictures in there. Um, but yeah, just Facebook and Instagram for me, mate. Yeah, yeah, cool. I've not managed the other ones. Two's enough. Two's, two's yeah, they're, enough. <laughs> they're the best. They are the best ones in my opinion. Like, like I've got a Twitter account that 
I, I've got the no, notifications turned off, so it doesn't notify me. I just go on there occasionally, post about the podcast. This is the problem when yeah, you yeah, when yeah. I've got a post about a podcast. It's kind of like I need I need as many of these avenues. I've even got a TikTok, and it's kind of like it's just not <laughs> it's just nonsense. And I yeah. I, I might just d- delete my account really because I don't think really many people are following me on there who are, who aren't following me on something else as well. So what, what's yeah, the point? Yeah, sure. It's just taking a valuable space on my phone hard drive <laughs> or <laughs> memory card or whatever but cool man um we're getting, to, getting towards the end now um really enjoyed it so far we always talk about this do you have any like specific like warm-up routines that you do before a gig because it's always good to get advice because i think there's so many people out there that don't warm up and they're going to hurt yeah. themselves one day <laughs> yeah do you know what, mate i do I, I never used to um but i make it it's part of my uh it's part of my my ritual now i try so I try not to, that day of the gig, for example, if, if I get picked up in the morning and then we we'll put uh, sound checks at, sound checks at, say, um, two, I won't do anything before sound check. And then my sound check, I'll have like a really nice light warm up, um, play a few songs, nice and steady. And then before, and then I won't play again. because I found that my, my wrist can get, they can get, t- if I play too much, warm up too much, they get fatigued. And then it makes it sort of harder for me at night. So I've kind of learned to less is more on gig day. But yeah, and then I'll have 10 minutes before I go on, I'll have 10 minutes of just doing like some basic rudiments. And then the band always runs through like one or two songs before we go on. Yeah. Usually the first, first and second songs, we're all sort of locked in. Um, I play to a click track as well. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask about that because I noticed you had some form of contraption. I don't know whether that was. Just on my yeah, it's just it my was. phone. It's nothing, nothing basic. Oh. I actually bought a stand for it today, so I've got I've now my phone's on a stand rather than just on a on nice. like a seat next to it. So yeah, um, so I've got my click already loaded up. I listen. To, we'll play a song, usually the opening song, along with the click, just to get my um, head into the click and get. That's the a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I'll just do just some basic warming up, um, paradiddles, double doubles roles and stuff like that pretty much um, it's, I all am, I, it's all yeah. i know pretty much <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not a very good like if some, my worst nightmare is like to play the drums yeah. and, and then and i'm like oh my god i can't I, I play i like to play songs you know i like to play yeah. in a band with songs so um but i'm trying i'm trying to learn more rudiments and all that kind of stuff yeah. and be a bit more creative around the kit but you probably do you probably like, pl- you probably play them all but just because i think i do a lot of them without knowing where they are and then it's just because listening to music for years, you just hear things, you figure out how to do them. You don't know they're, they're called something. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The other day, I, it was like some video was like, oh, this is a hurter. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that. But I, I definitely play those quite a lot, but just didn't know oh, it, it was yeah. a name for it, you know? And I think yeah, a, lot, yeah, yeah. a lot of people do that because I, I, I wasn't really drum educated when i was a kid i kind of my dad taught me the basics and i kind of just worked on it myself yeah yeah, yeah. I, I had a couple of lessons when i was in my late 20s and he was amazing actually but um i, I was too, i was too busy slash lazy and didn't practice enough <laughs> so i just stopped doing it but i, I want to get back into it but this podcast takes up all my time now so yeah <laughs> so, i can imagine mate. Yeah, ironically yeah. ironically is it's it inspires me to play drums because I'm speaking to all these amazing drummers, but it also takes up all of my spare time, so I can't practice. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, I get, I get that, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so yeah, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying, you, you know. 
No, it's, it's, been, it's been great to chat to you, mate. Thank, yeah. thank you for having me on. But yeah, going, going back to going back to warm up as well. So I've got, I, I, I have to have a coffee. Always have to have a coffee. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually went for I actually the gig on Saturday we played uh, at Stone Death. I I actually went first. Kind of sad I am. I, I'm not very good at waiting about. So if we if we get there early morning and we're on late at night, it's my worst that I have to keep myself preoccupied with something else. I actually went for a run on Saturday. Oh, amazing! Get myself get myself out of there. Um, just a bit of headspace because I do get the more time I have on my hands, the more I think about it, the worse I play. Um, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, That's I bet great. there's loads of drummers out there just you know like. Nerves, you know, anxiety and a bit of tenseness. Yeah. And then one one little small error at the start of the gig can really set you back mentally, I think. You know, and I think that's quite it's probably quite normal, but yeah, it's not it nice is. when you're up there, is it? And then you think you're having a bad one. And actually, the crowd never never bloody noticed, do they? You know, so it's... Uh, <laughs> no, that, <laughs> like that's, said, yeah, like, that's, like I said the other day, I think there's certain things as musicians we, we're really picky about. And we hear things... Oh, Oh shit! Even if it's not yourself, it's someone else in the band. It's something like no one really cares. It might yeah, bother yeah. you, or you, or you, you, you fluffed one little fill, or or you uh, missed the bass drum, or it was slightly out of time, and no one really cares. But yeah, you know, yeah. we're—I think we're all—we're all perfectionists to some degree, or we try to be. And yeah, but yeah. you just got to think like: are the crowd enjoying themselves? Do they look like they're enjoying it? Great, we're doing our job. I think that's yeah, the, yeah. the best attitude to try and have. But it's not always easy. And but uh, that's I think that's a great. I, that's a, I know what you mean. If you're sitting around all day thinking about the set, or you know, I have nothing yeah, else, yeah. To, nothing else to focus on, or you, you know, yeah, I think that's a great way. And just just going for runs in general, in general, are a great way for clearing your, your mind and in general, even if it's not gig day. So, you know, I always try and, try and yeah, yeah. recommend the, the exercise, even if it's going for a walk, that's really good. Just for just clearing your head a little bit and just, you'll just feel nicer afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't, I, don't, I never drink, but never drink for a gig as well. I used no, to. No, me, um, I, don't, I don't touch it. Yeah. God, I used to, I used to, and then I had a one complete disaster of a gig. This, this, we've been only been going about three or four years and I was got absolutely leathered. And then, <laughs> You know, you've got like six all on your kit, two in your pot, one on your few on top of your bass drum or whatever, feeling and lying around. They got to a point in the set where there was no sticks around me and no sticks in my hands. I had to get up, walk over to pick my sticks up. You know, it's like so embarrassing. So yeah, yeah. that was like right a very early day, very early days, you know, cover band. Yeah, cover you, band. Live, you live and learn, don't you? And, you know, it's good that you kind of learned earlier on. And I think our generation, uh, I'm assuming we're fairly similar age but like i think we've learned from all the previous generations who maybe overdid it too much and yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, i think i think i think there's a le- there's a lot less musicians these days that kind of go on stage pissed up now i think or drug drugged yeah, up or whatever some people do it's it not but that common is it yeah yeah i don't know many people that do it and i i don't my brother who plays bass in the band so he's got the easiest job <laughs> he, he sometimes <laughs> has like maybe one beer before and then he'll have one on stage with him, but like that's not really yeah, gonna affect. Yeah. And no, no one oh, else in yeah. the band drinks at all before we play. So, and yeah, it's quite quite common. And I don't know many drummers drink. God, no, oh, God, no, no. I don't know how people can how people can actually function or play a steady beat. <laughs> no, but, but, yeah. You know, well, it, yeah, it's, it's silly. But um, I, well, yeah. going back to your click track, are you the only person in the band on it, or the whole band yes, on the that, click? 
Yeah, no, just just me, mate. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, okay. It's only f- relatively new. Um, since this this you know since we've come out of lockdown, um, okay. I've been you know, playing playing to it, but it's it's transformed me as a as a live drummer. Yeah. You know, hopefully, I'll get to one day where I won't. You know, I, I'm not reliant on it now. Um, and it's kind of there in the background. I can come in, I can drift in and out of it. You know, I play slightly slightly behind it you know a lot of the time and it's just there as like a as a guide more than anything so So, it's not very it's not very loud in my uh in-ear mix anymore okay um but it's there if i need it you know set off at the right tempo and hear it throughout a lot of the fills which is where i sort usually tend to speed up and slow down and it just makes it just makes us all lock together just like that one percent improvement and we're all tight for it you know i mean so cool that's interesting. It's well, actually, yeah, it's, work, it's working really well. Yeah, I've never, I've never tried it live myself. Um, just, but I, you know, I know there's certain, especially when we're on tour, there's certain nights where you might kind of be going a bit faster than normal because everyone's yeah, maybe yeah, you know, yeah. the crowd, are, <laughs> the crowd are giving it to you, so you play everything a little bit faster, and then it wears you out. And so I can see the benefit yeah. of, of of doing that. Um, but it's just, a, I think as a band, we're all happy to kind of move around the tempo a little bit and every, yeah, you know, yeah. as long as as long as everyone can actually play their parts i don't think it's if for our band anyway i don't think it matters so much but no, i can it's, i, it's, I it's, totally understand why people do it yeah it was a person that well it was the, the, we've got a new uh, tour manager who's, who's our um, sound engineer as well he just said have you ever fancied giving it a go i've noticed that you know sometimes you're you, you are like you say mate adrenaline yeah gets, yeah i could set off at 100 miles an hour and be like 10 beats per minute faster he's like just just try it just you know see how it goes and just a per- it's just a personal thing and i think hopefully one day i'll be able to stop you know and then in another six months time i'll be that locked in with sort of my tempos that i probably won't you know shouldn't yeah. need it and I, I, I didn't use it on the weekend just gone out six hours having a nightmare with my buddy yeah in here so i sack it off but uh, I, I there were a few technical issues that weekend because um our guitar tech was there with Terravision. Oh right, okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And uh, he said it was a bit of a. There was a few issues, <laughs> and, he, and they, they yeah, had to cut. They, yeah. they had to cut half of their set or something. So I don't think he was very. Or the band weren't very happy about it anyway. No, uh, I can I can imagine. Do you know what they had? A, they had a right. They had a nightmare. The whole the fest the, the festival just one one thing led to another. They, yeah. They, 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 yeah, it was just. A, I felt I felt really 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 sorry for them, but they 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 worked the the bloody socks off. Yeah. To get it over the line. So at one point it wasn't looking like the the festival wasn't going to happen. And wow. you know it was yeah they pulled it off literally like on the Friday they just got everything set up like an hour before the first band was on so fair play to them <laughs> they, 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 yeah and um, all the guys all the guys down there was uh, top top people you know really really decent guys but uh, yeah I think yeah. it was just uh, with with COVID and um, a few things just uh, loads of barriers in the way for getting stuff done and getting yeah. things out on time wagon driver shortages i think was one of the one of the ah, okay Fair so, yeah but um but, yeah, they got it over the line it was a great day and a great festival yeah it is yeah so we so we were talking about stone dead festival or stone deaf which which way around is it stone, it is the yeah, i keep i keep saying it right it's stone it's stone dead festival that's right, like yeah yeah, yeah. i played play, yeah. yeah, i played it when it was stone deaf I That's, think yeah, yeah. 2019 probably, and yeah, it was great. It was awesome. It was such a great day. It was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a sh- yeah, they had a bit of bad luck this year by the sound of it. But um, yeah, cool. Yeah, Onwards yeah. and upwards. Hopefully, it'll happen again next year. And uh, that was a good, mate, yeah. good, good crack, good lineup. 
Um, cool. Let's, um, I've actually, I've got a, like I mentioned, I've got a Patreon page and what the top tier get to ask, they get to ask my guest a question. So I've actually got two questions oh, I, I, from your man, Charlie Farley, that you know, cause oh, he's, brilliant. he's one of my pa- patrons as well. Um, right. and this question is about your Patreon, which we've kind of already touched on, but yeah, as the wagons also set up a Patreon, has it, has it as a band? Well, I, I've, I think I've, I've handwritten this out and I've, messed it up as a band <laughs> do you feel it's helped to keep the momentum or a sense of connection to the fan base during the lockdown so yeah you pretty oh, much said yes 100 yes. <laughs> it has yeah it's been fantastic for, for for us as a band to see it you know we're very very humbled by everybody's support and and hopefully as fans um contributing and being a part of it they're getting you know to see yeah the, the, the other side of it you know we we we, we work quite hard at it. Usually, like a, uh, every fortnight, we'll do like a live stream, practice live stream, so cool. see what goes on behind the scenes with uh, with writing songs and and rehearsing and all that kind of stuff. We've done did quite a few like live gigs or live rehearsals for them during lockdown as well. And yeah, it's one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's been it's, you know supercharged, but keep keeping the momentum going through um, through COVID, and hopefully awesome. that'll continue. Yeah, awesome. That's great. And um, this is a very peculiar question. This is the, what, probably the strangest. I'm worried now, Charlie. Yeah, for what Charlie stra- might be asking. Yeah, stranger, yeah. Strangest <laughs> question I've ever had, to be honest. Who would you rather fight? One bear-sized gerbil or a thousand gerbil-sized bears? <laughs> oh, God. Um, a thousand. Oh, my word. Um <laughs> Oh, this is a real tough question. It I is. think I'd have to go. With, I'd go. I'd go with a one, but the one big one. Yeah, yeah. The one big with, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I be, I'd get bored after uh, kicking them. I'd feel sorry for them after uh, after kicking them uh, down the street or whatever. But yeah, no, I'd go <laughs> for the big one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's, that right, is an excellent question, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. What a... <laughs> he's got. He's got. He's got an interesting mind. No, thanks, Charlie, yeah. for that. That was great. I really appreciate that. And um, now it's time for the quick fire round. That we always do. Awesome. Um, just ten quick questions, quick answers, just so people can get to know you a little bit better. I ask the same questions every every to every guest. So, do you Brilliant, prefer yeah, yeah. do you prefer hot or cold weather? Hot weather. Daytime or nighttime? Daytime. Sweet or savory? Savory. Guitar or bass? Guitar. Nylon or wood tip drumsticks? Wood. John Bonham or Neil Peart? Neil Peart. Beatles or Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones. Rest in peace, Charlie Watts. This, he died yeah, a few days, yeah. oh, yeah. about a week ago now. So yeah, that's a big, big talking point actually in the drumming world. So yeah, RIP, uh, legend. Clear or coated drum heads? You kind of said clear. Clear, yeah. 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 Big or small venue? Oh god! Right, well, uh, oh, god. difficult one. Small venues are small venues are ace, atmosphere wise, but I'd, I'd have to say big venue. Cool, cool. Uh, favorite time signature to play? Oh, four four. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I was going to say, I, I didn't notice many. Uh, well, all the songs I've heard, I think they're all in four four. 
Most yeah, of my yeah, most yeah. of my songs are in four four. I think there's the odd bar that's got like an extra one or one missing. From yeah, it, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's rock and roll, man. <laughs> rock and roll, yeah. 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 Uh, cool. And then um, just to finish off, this is the question I ask everybody. So, if you could uh, create your own dream band with yourself on drums, you could have any other musicians that have ever lived, dead or alive. You you, right. you, you uh, yeah, can't yeah. you can't include any members of Massive Wagons. Sorry, yeah. Who who no, would you have? No, ch- no chance for them. No anyway, chance. Be out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who who would you have playing the other instruments and on vocals or you know trumpet right. or whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. any instruments you want, you can make it up the lineup, whatever. Have, have to be Freddie Mercury singing. He's quite um, a popular one. Quite a popular yeah. vocalist. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I can imagine. Um, I would have. Um, Oh Christ! Um, I'd have Don Airy on keyboards. Don. I'd have Don Airy. Um, was he, what was he Ra- from? Ra- Rainbow. Oh um, right, okay, yeah. See, this TV. is our, I don't know much about <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> or maybe John Lord actually. Maybe John Lord. I know who he yeah, is. Yeah, Don, Don's out. Yeah, Don. I'd, I'd have John, John Lord actually. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, two keyboards. You could have two. Yeah, two keyboardists, man. This is my band. I can see whatever I want. Can yeah. You can literally do anything you want. That's that's what's cool about it. Um, I could probably have Angus Young. God knows what this music would sound like, but uh, yeah, Angus. Angus is Angus is an absolute. Yeah. Um. Oh no, no. I'd have Malcolm. Malcolm would be my rhythm man, and I'd pick uh, as my lead man. Um. Oh God. Stevie Ray Vaughan, probably. Oh, Stevie Ray. nice, 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 yeah. nice, nice, nice. Uh, that'll probably be it, mate. I reckon. Oh, I need yeah. a bass, man. Yeah, I need a bass. But um, yeah, someone on bass. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, oh God, who would I have on bass? Um, that's Alex Liveson from from Rush. He's a he's yeah, a guitar. Uh, sorry, not Alex. Sorry, sorry, not yeah, Geddy uh, Lee. Geddy Lee. Lee. Yeah, I was going to say Geddy yeah. Lee. Yeah, nice. Getting, He's getting been late. on a few yeah. times, I think. Ah, cool. Yeah, nice, nice band. Interesting. I always love hearing the answers to this. It, it kind of shows your taste a little bit as well. And sometimes there's some surprises in there, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's always, I don't know. It's a good question. Some, some people take about 20 minutes to answer it. So oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's not ideal. There's a lot of, um, um, uh, yeah, I'd have, I'd have to put some good real thought into it if I was actually gonna if we were actually gonna produce some music that we all wanted to play. I mean that's quite a mix of uh, stuff. We'd would probably all just be fighting about what we wanted to play, you know. But uh, that's what. But, that's, uh, that's great, man. That's cool. Yeah, oh, I love I love questions like that. I guess yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. I used to do that. You know, when I was at school and put like my dream band together and draw it out and stuff. And yeah, cool, man. Mm. I I've, I've mentioned this before. I, w- I wonder with today's technology whether there's a way of somehow like if some some person like sampled music from all different musicians and somehow it could be like transposed into the right key and then you could choose different musicians and it would automatically create a song for you based on based like based on their their kind of history and and i don't know there's probably a way of some of it you know some algorithm that can kind of put it together for you i don't know maybe yeah, yeah. maybe it's a business plan right i've got the brains i wouldn't have a clue how to do it <laughs> the technology yeah. wise i wouldn't have a clue but uh i yeah, don't know yeah. i think i think it'd be cool but uh yeah, i don't know 
that well, one. That is a great. That is a great idea, mate. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. some clever software would be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, some clever bastard. Yeah, cool. <laughs> right, I, I'll let you go now. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you properly. Um, I know we've had a couple of phone calls and I met you briefly in Cornwall, but um, hopefully... Yeah, no, thank you, Dane. Yeah, you're an ah. absolute legend for having us on, mate. Yeah, I ah. really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's I, crazy to think people actually want to come and talk to me. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, no, thank um, you, mate. Yeah, no, yeah. it's going to be really fun. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of the listeners that kind of are aware of the band and many that might not know who you are yet, but hopefully they do now by, by the time they've listened to this point. Um, so anyone in Germany or the UK can come and watch you. Um, I'll certainly, I haven't checked the date. I'll try and come to Cardiff. Uh, as yeah, long as oh, I'm yeah. not. Drop the message, mate. Yeah, I'll, yeah. 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 That'd be wicked. And you're playing the, the globe, I think. I think it's the globe, which is cool. I've That's done right, that mate. Yeah, a few yeah. times myself. It's a good place there. Um, Brilliant. and, um, yeah, go, everyone go and check out your back catalog. The most recent album, House of Noise is fantastic. Um, Loads Thank of tunes, loads of tunes on it, full of tunes. Every track's a banger. Um, I highly recommend it. So yeah, thanks again, Alex. And yeah, we'll see you next time. I'll see you on the road and thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers. Awesome, mate. Yeah, yeah. Nice one, Dane. Take care, mate. Cheers. Run for the song podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drum for the Song podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please consider liking the video and subscribing if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you could leave me a review or comment, that would be fantastic too, as it helps other people discover this show. Please also consider sharing this with any family members or friends who might enjoy the content. You can also follow me on social media at Dane underscore drums or at drum for the song or search for drum for the song on Facebook to follow the page and join the official Facebook group. If you'd like to support the podcast, you could purchase some merchandise from drumforthesong.com or consider supporting me via Patreon from just £3 per month for additional exclusive content like bonus episodes video calls with myself, competitions, discounts, and much more. Any additional support is always greatly appreciated, but I would like to give extra special thanks to my top-tier Groove Master patrons, whose names are listed in the description below. My name is Dane Campbell, and thanks so much for watching or listening this far. If you're a drummer, don't forget to drum for the song!